Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Please be seated. It's great to have you all in service this evening. And I'm just going to jump right in. But first of all, happy fasting. How's it going? How's it going? What platform are we on online? Instagram? YouTube? Okay. All right, we'll talk about that later. Um, okay, but it's great to have everyone in service and online. How's it going? I asked how the fast was going. You look like you have fast, fast faces, fast countenance. You need to rub some oil. Oh, how does scripture put it? Yeah. Just kidding, but I hope you've had a good day. Awesome. Okay, so um, I promised on Sunday that I would wrap up the teaching that we started, filling the clouds. Uh, but as I prepared, the Holy Spirit reminded me that look, tonight's conversation should be more practical in nature, you know, and so I titled it How To. You know, when you, when you say how to, you are speaking to the practicality of, you know, the process and how we can apply it to our lives. So I'm hoping that I can have some time, you know, to actually take questions if we have any questions in the room um, or maybe online. Okay. And I probably would just maybe call one or two people to, to, to contribute. But let's go. So on Sunday, we had started off just explaining um, how the clouds of glory form or how clouds form. And we borrowed from science. We borrowed from the water, water cycle, which we all did in elementary science, you know, um, from the collection to the evaporation to the condensation and then, of course, precipitation stage. You can leave that slide up um, for a bit. But just for the benefit of someone who wasn't in service, I'm just going to run through the first two stages again. And we would power through the remaining two. Okay. So Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, Romans 1.20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So the things that are created, we can learn how God works through them, which is why we're borrowing this cloud analogy uh, or the water cycle analogy and how clouds are formed and how it rains upon the earth. The first thing to note is that there's usually a gathering of waters and um, the sun expends energy, which uh, the evaporation and the condensation process it gets the, the water, is evaporated, you get it, gist. we all did basic science. Aha. It's evaporated and of course it forms and it comes back to the earth as rain, you know, and that's it's a cycle. So it keeps happening. Now, one of the things, and I love how Pastor Godman just came and put his spin to it on, on Sunday, you know, uh, when he referenced the cloud seed uh, or the cloud seeding technology. Um, I remember having to go to, what you might call that, their snow place, 
ski Dubai and just wondering, I mean, the temperature difference is crazy. Like you are out here and it's so hot and then you're in here and it's so cold, you know. But clearly, I marveled, the first time I was there, I marveled at just the technology of ensuring snow in, in that, that specific room or that, uh, that place, not a room. That, that vicinity there, that environment, just, it was ridiculously cold. You would feel like you were in proper winter in, in, in another country, maybe in North America or something, you know. Um, but clearly, with the help of technology, they've been able to... Um, so I tried to look up this, the process, and essentially it's just a weather modification process, you know. They modify the, the stuff that they insert into the clouds, that uh, that's well, well for their weather, actually, not for that particular environment where they can control the temperature, okay? Um, but that made me think, or that got me thinking, that you, essentially what we're striving for with this teaching is to help us understand that we can actually change the atmosphere over our lives. That's just a summary. So all of the fancy terms, we've called it, whether it's filling the clouds, whether it's seeding the clouds, you know, it's all referencing the fact that we can change the atmosphere over our lives. So what that looks like practically is if perhaps you've experienced a season of dryness over time, maybe in a particular area, you know, or you know someone who has or it's within your family, and it just looks like perpetually there is a pattern, you know, there is a pattern, there is something that keeps happening, and you know that it is not normal. You know, you know that this is what you will call, under the, uh, you put under the bucket or inside the bucket of bad weather. Then you have a responsibility to change that atmosphere. You and I have the responsibility to ensure that the clouds that have gathered and are producing that type of weather condition need to dissipate. They need to leave. And for someone else, yours might be how you've experienced God so far has been great, but you sense an unrestlessness. You know, you sense that there is more ahead. You, you get the feeling that, look, this 2023, and I don't know how many people can attest to it. First of all, for, for us, I mean, let me, Peachy and a few people who, who joined for the prayer call, remember the word we kept just flowing with. And it wasn't that we had, you know, heard anything, you know, or seen anything, but we had been praying around sound. We'd been praying about the abundance of rain. We've been talking about posture. You know, only to then get to the crossover service and to see that these were the things that the Spirit was also inspiring. And then different churches and just different people speaking to sound. You know, and that has got me. My first has just been, you know, someone centered around that. That God, there is something God is up to in this season. And in fact, the way it, it, it was to me, you know, um, earlier today was a feeling of if you snooze, you lose. Honestly, this year, if you snooze, you lose. If you are caught sleeping or caught napping, that's not on God. It is on you. It is on me. If I don't take position, and taking position is part of what we're speaking to with filling the clouds, recognizing what you have already, first of all. 
recognizing who you are, let me add that, is first of all an identity recognition for someone. You know, it's easy to recognize the things that you are. In fact, it's not easy. Because if it was easy, the widow whose husband was a prophet in 1 Kings, is it 1 Kings or 2 Kings now? That woman, she would have recognized that this jar of oil that I have has the capacity to reproduce itself. So it's not, it's not, it's not um, usual or common wisdom or common knowledge. If it was easy, Moses would have recognized that, uh uh-uh, I have what it takes to go and deliver the children of Israel with this rod in my hand. So it is uncommon wisdom. And that says to me, you see, the woman's oil that sat in her house for only God knows how long, between the time her husband died and the time the creditors came to collect her children, the oil has been there. We can assume or infer that that oil has been there, that jar of oil. Because we didn't get anything that says to us that she went and purchased fresh oil based on the prophet's instruction. So we can infer that the oil has been sitting there, nice and pretty, in its jar. Fortunately, she doesn't have a child like mine that would have broken the jar. So the oil was there, intact. Until the prophet showed up on the scene and asked her a question. Opened her eyes. So it's uncommon information that she had access to. Precipitated by divine visitation. The prophet's coming. For Moses' case, it was God showing him, opening his eyes to see what he had in his hand. And so, again, for the collection, now the people who didn't come, who are not here now, have missed out on this information or this revelation because I did not even have it in my notes. Recognizing who you are, whose you are, who you belong to, first of all. And that speaks to connection. That speaks to connection. That speaks to you knowing that my father owns the heavens and the earth. My father created everything that is from nothing that was. Recognizing that I am in him. So there is nothing that I need that he cannot provide. Recognizing that he loves me. He loves me so much. He gave his son for me to restore me back to himself. And what that says to me is there is nothing. You know, I read a scripture on Sunday. Um, I can't remember where it was from now. Maybe Romans. But speaking to the, the depth, the height, the width, and the length of God's love for us. It's one of the things I'm praying about in this season. Because you cannot wrap your mind around the nature of God's love for you. You cannot fully comprehend it. It could make sense. It doesn't. Some people look at their lives and you're like, God, how do you still love me? Like, how? But he loves you regardless. He loves you despite. He loves you in spite of who you are, of your journey, where you came from, where you're coming from, where you're going to. And so, recognizing who you belong to, because it is part of what we have. Our identity is a big part of what we have. So when we said recognize what you have, you need to also remember that beyond the things, the material things, is my position. 
is my authority. These are part of the things that I have and I must put them to use. And so, when you recognize the things that God has given to you, you recognize the God that you belong to. When you put these two together, you produce supernatural outcomes. Outcomes that are beyond the ordinary. Where your little looks like much, and it is your daily experience. Let me give you guys a very minor example. Very, very minor. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not a big deal because it's not, I'm not talking about I made, I made a million dollars. No. But it's just the wisdom of God at work. The inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's all. Helping you solve a problem that can shame you but brought you glory. So, of course, with Jack Pademic, a number of my team members have moved on. Um, my organization is going to have its end-of-year management retreat. And usually, my team is responsible for like sourcing venue, my, the procurement manager who reports to me. But of course, there's nobody in that, <laughs> in that team, as it were. And so, they just passed. You know when they pass information to you as though, go fix it. It's your team's responsibility. And of course, I didn't even have who to also pass the information to. And so I got a few people within the organization, like maybe like two or three people. They were helping me. In fact, recruited external help. They were helping me look for locations. First of all, we started sourcing very late. And secondly, everywhere was fully booked because with the shutdown or the ban of Nigerians entering into Dubai, it has affected everybody has booked out all the resorts, all the hotels, and all the nice places that you typically would go for um, management retreats. They were all fully booked. So I was just in my house that morning, just wondering that, ah, God, now like this we go there. You know, within, in the organization, I already said to them, there's no solution, no, you know, the way this thing is looking, I'm not sure, but let me keep trying. Um, so we are saying making like plan B that we would use our office, would, you know, everybody would go to their houses, we'll come, we'll gather. But I knew that we could do a bit more. You know, we wanted team bonding. We wanted a few extra perks included in that retreat so that it wasn't just all work. We wanted to infuse some play. Now, just to provide context, over the years, we've done more work than play. The play we've, we do is almost no play, you know. So last year, I advocated at the retreat that, nope, the team that always plans this thing, I was going to be involved in the planning going forward to ensure that we included some fun activities. Anyway, fast forward. That morning, I woke up. And I'm like, God, we have to fix this because I don't have any solution. Not like anybody would be upset if we used our office. It would just be, oh, yeah, this year was, uh, it was just there. And so the Holy Spirit said to me, get up, get into your car and go to the, a landmark. Meanwhile, we had been to landmark. They had said there was no space. In fact, two people had made inquiries, like called and everything, no space. So... I got up and I went. It didn't make any sense because you've received information from them, from two different sources that they were fully booked. So what was I going there to do? But I got up, I went. And I got there. I went to the, the, the beach and resort and, and hotel place. And they were like, oh, we're sorry, we're fully booked. You know, so I was like, but God, I already have this information. Like, I didn't come here all the way to get this information. There's got to be something more. So I said to them, I said, do you have anything at all? They said, oh, well, so the hotels are fully booked, but we have like this apartment, yeah, 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 you know, people don't really take them. I'm like, let me see. 
So I looked at them. Of course, I understood why people don't take them. Like, they, it's not even on their website. Very dingy place. So they said these places where, where people can, like, maybe your driver needs to sleep over or whatever, the, you know. So I was like, ah, there's no way <laughs> I'm bringing my bosses to come here. And the Holy Spirit said, ask again. <laughs> but they have told me that they don't have anything. So I asked again. I was like, wait, tell me the things that you have. So we have hotels. We have apartments. We have beach resorts. We have beach houses. I said, beach houses. Tell me about your beach house. And he went, oh, okay. So we actually have some spaces available. What? Can I see them? And of course, long story short, I would like to say, based off of the feedback and the applause and the everything, everything that people did at the retreats to appreciate the work that went into getting the place, that kind of like was the best in a very long while. But it all, so let's not even focus on the, on the glory. It's just the process. It didn't make sense. It did not make sense because you'd already received reports where they said this wasn't going to happen. It wasn't, it wasn't going to work. So, which is why I'm fixated or it looks like I'm spending a bit more time on just recognizing who you are, recognizing the spirit of God that indwells you and leveraging that, leveraging the Holy Spirit for everything, for daily life and living. And I know that if we go around the room, people have experiences of how the Holy Spirit preserved, how, you know, Holy Spirit wisdom. He just whispers something into your ear. Or whether it's a book you are directed to, whether it's an information, just right on time. You know, one of the things we prayed for at the very first, I think it was last week, Wednesday, when we started the first, on time supply, on time supply, on time information, just relevant, just spot on. So recognizing who you are, recognizing what you have. Because when you know what you have, you can place this as um, the deposits. The gathering of the waters is what you have. And then the next stage is the what stage now? Are you not following? After collection is what? Wow. No. Evaporation. Because it has to go up. Evaporation. So making deposits in the spirit, which is, you know, just building from where I started out. When you recognize the, the, the relationship that exists, there's a need to build that relationship further. And remember where I started from. You snooze, you lose. God is set to do amazing things. He's set to blow our minds this year. But it is up to you and I how we position and how we posture. So our anchor scripture that we read on Sunday was 1 Kings 18.41. How Elijah would say to Ahab, go, go, eat and drink, for I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But scripture records that Elijah himself took a posture. He bowed his head. You know, I've tried that posture. Let me just confess. It's not an easy one. Not the posture of prayer. The posture of putting his head between his knees. You have got to be very fit to maintain. I'm like, what? what? It just feels really weird. But essentially, he took a posture of prayer. And he took a posture of prayer throughout. One of the things that scripture doesn't tell us is the time lag that exists or uh, existed. We have no idea. First of all, there was a three and a half month, uh, sorry, three year, three and a half year of no rain. 
which brought famine and drought upon the land. And then God shows up in 1 Kings 18.1 and says, I'm sending rain on the earth. Beautiful. Elijah has received the sound. He has had a word. And so he says it to um, Ahab. But between that verse 1 and verse 41, that was where they had the battle of the prophets of Baal. If you've read 1 Kings 18 properly, you see that there were issues that happened. There was a conflict. There was a, a whole thing where God proved himself as the one that consumes by fire. And then after showing up and showing forth, Elijah says to Ahab, go and eat and drink. Rain is coming. God has shown up. Rain will come. He's spoken a word. He already sent a word ahead. But there, was, there were no clouds gathered. There were no clouds gathered. This year, you would receive instruction that will not make sense. But I pray for you that your heart will be rightly positioned to recognize when the Spirit of God is praying and instructing you and that you will take action. Prompt obedience will be your portion this year in Jesus' name. Because that is what affects us a lot of times. We don't promptly obey. We don't promptly obey. We question, you know, we turn it around. Some of us will test God. We say, oh yeah, if it is you, some of us say, if it's you, let it rain here, let it not rain here. If it is you, let it rain there, let it not rain. And God would indulge you. But he's asking you to come up higher. Now I understand why he asked that question. Do you trust me? Because this year, the people that will take the gates are people, are sons that trust regardless. They just hear go, and they go. They're not asking questions. And just in case somebody's wondering, well, my generation will like to ask questions. That's okay. It's fine. There's no question that God can't answer. God is not, he, he, he's not the one that, do, all that, he doesn't want to be questioned. That's not it. It is that if you really desire to know, you see clarity, fine. He's ready and willing to make, it, to make it known to you. But your posture, your posture, your secret place, spiritual disciplines. We say fast, fast. Pray, pray. Show up in the place of prayer. Keep your appointments with God. That's how you make deposits in the spirit. Other deposits that you make, kindness. Sowing kindness in this season is extremely critical. One of the scriptures God gave to me as we were worshiping earlier, you know, was a scripture in, I think, 2 Timothy 3, 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. This year, that should not be us. Where it's just an appearance of godliness and piety and religiosity. Someone needs to remove religion from their life, from their matter this year. And let it be a heart-to-heart -heart relationship. A father-to-child relationship. An intimate relationship is what we need to desire in this season. That your heart will be consumed, you know, fully with the thoughts and the desires of God. And that will leave aside carnal nature. Boastings, fightings, malice, you know, all these little foxes that distract and detract remove from us. They don't add to us. There is a sound that has been released for this year. And you and I need to connect. You and I need to stay in that place where we are maximizing that sound. Where our ears are constantly opened. 
And so in this evaporation stage, what you say matters. What are you speaking? I said that on Sunday. What are you declaring in this season? What are you declaring? And one of the things I have tried to do, especially with people that are close to me, I have tried to, you know, be as factual as possible. But I know that I make sure that I speak what it is that I am saying. All of my help comes from God. My capacity is expanded and increased to be able to handle all of the responsibilities that are before me. I function in an unusual level of wisdom. I have the mind of Christ. I don't care what the situation is before me. I have the mind. That doesn't change. The situation doesn't change who you are. It shouldn't change us. Neither should it change our confessions. So keep speaking the word. Keep declaring it. Because your words are watering your seeds. Your words are watering the seeds you've put into the earth. And in the case of this cloud analogy, your words are filling up your clouds. Those clouds of glory that God has promised will gather over you. When he says to you, arise, shine, your light is come. That is a word, that is a sound that has been released. Darkness covers the earth. Gross darkness, the people. But God's glory, God's light is rising upon you. His light rises because you and I stay in the place where he has positioned us. And we keep ourselves in that place with the word that he has given us. So regardless of what has happened over the years, I don't know, I don't, I don't care if it's a three-year-long word or three-year-old promise that you've received and you are checking and waiting and wondering, hold on to the word. Again, I remind you, his question to us, do you trust me? And someone needs to answer that question to him directly. Father, I trust you. I trust you that you are at work in this life. I trust you that you are at work in this vessel. I trust you that I am not functioning with Kronos time. I don't care what the time is in the world. I trust you that your time, you have perfect timing. You are never late. You are never late. You are always on time. And when you do, it is beautiful. It is perfect. He looked at everything he created and he said it is good. That was his outcome. So everything it is that God is fashioning concerning you and I, he just declared as good already. It is good. The outcomes are favorable. They are working in my favor. Everything must work in alignment with God's plan and purpose for me. And so, Lord, I trust you. The third process. So under that um, evaporation state, I said what you do matters. What you say matters. How you treat others matter. Those three things, very critical. The third stage, condensation, is persistent exposure to the sun. Now, that's a play on words because it is S-U-N. Persistent exposure, when the sun heats the water, the energy from the sun is, um, you know, causes that evaporation and condensation to happen, it facilitates it. But we're saying persistent exposure to S-O-N, the sun, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who gave himself for us, the mediator of the new covenant, the high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, the one who understands what it is that you are going through because he's walked that path. So what, have you, what, what is life throwing at you? Or what did life throw at you last year that has humbled you, that has left you in a place where you are, yeah, like, yeah, well, God, whichever one, Sha. No, it's not whichever one, Sha. 
He wants you to place a demand. He's giving you a word already. So he wants you to place a demand. Place a demand on the deposits that he has made available, the provisions that he's made available for you. Again, if you snooze, you lose. If you don't open your mouth to speak, to declare his word, that's not on God. It is on you and I. So persistent exposure to the sun until your clouds are full and heavy. Exposure to the sun provokes a capacity for patience and endurance. Scripture says in Hebrews 10, 35, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Patience and endurance in this season. Perseverance, going through the process with joy and thanksgiving. Throwing joy parties. We need to do things differently in our generation. Throw joy parties. I don't even know what that means, but you figure it out. I know it doesn't sound cool. It doesn't sound funky. But just throw a party, Sha, just because you can. And you're just happy and celebrating. Not meditating on the thing that is not working and hiding yourself under your duvet. Someone needs to change position this year. Please let me tell someone, change position this year. Change position. Because of what it is that you are expecting from God. Because of this, this seemingly delayed promise. I know that hope deferred makes the heart weary. So weariness has entered the matter. But tonight, in the name of Jesus, the hold of weariness is broken over you. Lastly, as we wrap up, before Demilade chases me out of here so vehemently. Precipitation. After you have sown the seeds with your words, with your confessions, with your posture in the place of prayer, with kindness to others, the seed of your time, sacrificial or making sacrifices. This year, somebody needs to serve in church. You are not serving. You are not doing anything. Scripture says, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not destroy. Where are you laying up your treasures? You are following Bitcoin and crypto and it has done you bad goals. Some of you are still in that, we are, we are in that phase. And I, you know I have all the love for you guys, but you're in that phase of, and this year, we're, t- we're, we're going to be having some crucial conversations because we must grow. Please let me tell someone, you must grow. We must grow in this life point. You know we're not babies anymore. This next seven years is, our ye- is, is, is the year, uh, um, is the season of harvest. The next seven years of plenty. But there is a positioning. There is a, there is a hard posture that is required to be able to en- engage that harvest. So we're coming up as sons. We're moving from the relationships that exist where it's a, it's, it's, it's a high God, by God. No, to a relationship of intimacy. That is you and I in this season. So all these, uh, I don't used to give my tithe. And if you don't understand it, we will teach you why. And Jesus never paid a tithe. And all these arguments, it's okay. Be following. Be following, be following arguments. But we will show you what works. God doesn't need your money. But you see, if you are unable to even just part with what he has given, he gave you now. Let's be clear. He provided for you. He gave you. So you take a portion of it and you give back to his work. Now becomes a problem. But tonight is not a tithe conversation. Let's move on. So, 
raining upon the earth, you and I, it's our responsibility to position to collect the rain. You have to position for harvest. You have to position for harvest. Some of us, your position is, or our position is with, with leaking baskets and leaking bowls. You're not even ready for the harvest. As a church, we're currently reviewing our systems. And for those of you in the workforce, that you have not shown up all of 2022 to serve, God is watching you. We still love you. But we are reviewing our systems. We are reviewing our structures, our processes, to make sure that we are plugging gaps and leakages so that we are not losing harvest. But you and I need to be prepared. If God says that I am raining upon your life, I'm raining upon the fields of your life, that this is your, you, are, you have entered into the season of the abundance of rain, you are enjoying blessings, you are enjoying favor, you know, you are enjoying in, uh, doors of opportunities will open up before you. Doors of opportunities to do what? What opportunity are you believing God for? What do you have that you have put into the earth? What do you have? What is in your hand? For someone, there is no skill. There's something we say in Life Point here. You know, P.I. taught us to say, look, you have to give God your work. And your work is, is the landing pad for his favor. You have to give God something to work with. So what is God going to work with in your life? He's not sitting and sleeping and, and just praying. How are you upskilling this year? What do you need to know? Mary will tell the servants at the wedding in, in Cana in Galilee that, look, whatever he says to you, do it. The angel will show up to Cornelius and say, somebody's coming to you, a man called Peter, and he will tell you what you must do. There is what you must do this year. And you are gaining it either by revelation, by inspiration. Somehow it must come. But you must know what it is. It must be revealed to you. It must be revealed to you and you must position to be able to collect information, to be able to collect rain. The harvest that as it is raining, someone, you are, you are not even ready to marry. What I mean by that is you are saying it, but your posture, the way you are behaving, does not look like you are ready to be somebody's husband. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't appear like it. And so do you think God in his mercy will carry his daughter his beautiful daughter, and hand over to you with your unseriousness. He won't do that. But he has made provision for you. So, as we wrap up and pray, just five more minutes, please, guys. When it rains, it is not the time for eating and drinking. Which is weird. I mean, think about it logically. When it rains, you are in your house. Sit, perhaps maybe under your duvet, with a hot cup of cocoa, watching Netflix and chilling. When it rains, you need to position strategically to be able to collect the rain, to be able to collect the harvest. It is important. So that you and I don't continue to shortchange ourselves in this year. It is critical that we are sensitive to the clouds as they begin to gather and we are positioning rightly to be able to maximize the outpouring of God's blessings, of his favor, of his mercy, of his kindness and of instruction. Revelation knowledge being revealed that will not go to waste over your life in Jesus' name. Let's pray. 
because time is gone. So let's pray. And I want us to just ask, Father, open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain. Let it rain upon my heart. Let it rain upon the fields of my life. In the name of Jesus, go ahead. And I don't want you to get tired of praying. You know, we've been praying all through this fast. We've been praying, in fact, from when we started the... Before we started crossover service, before 31st, we've been praying and speaking into 2023. But just go ahead and say, Father, that's what you have planned and proposed for this year. I position to receive in the name of Jesus the wisdom that I need, the help that I need, the on-time supply that is in you. I position to receive this in the name of Jesus. And I want us to pray just from the dimension of the hand of God upon our lives. Go ahead and declare that God's hand would rest mightily upon you in this season. Scripture speaks about the right hand of God that does valiantly. It's the hand of God that exalts a man. Because by the time you look at that Elijah's story, when it started to rain, I think in verse 46, Scripture says that, it, and the hand of God came upon Elijah. He guided, guided, uh, guided up his loins and he outran the chariots of uh, the chariot of Ahab. Would you go ahead and declare over yourself that God's hand would rest mightily upon your life in this season? That as it is raining upon the fields of your life, as God, the heavens are opened and it is raining glory, that his hand, his right hand that does valiantly, will do valiantly in your life, will cause you, propel you to do valiantly in the name of Jesus, that God's hand would rest mightily upon you, that you would outrun whatever it is, and you're not in competition with anybody, but you would outrun, you would outshine in the name of Jesus, that you would, you, the, 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 the uh, impacts, the lights, the relevance, the things that you've enjoyed pre prior to now, that they will pale in insignificance with what God has prepared because his hand is upon your life, propelling you into deeper heights, accelerating your growth in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and make that declaration over yourself. That Father, your hand upon my life is causing accelerated growth and increase this year. Your hand upon my life is propelling me to, 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 to attain heights never before attained in the name of Jesus. Lastly, I want you to declare over yourself, same hand of God that we're praying over to rest upon our lives in this season as we position for a harvest, as we position to take advantage of the things that God is releasing to the earth in our generation. Nehemiah 2.8, he says, um, the latter parts, he says, and the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. This was Nehemiah when he asked the king for, you know, letters to be sent to different governors and things like that. Would you go ahead and the hand of God would cause you to enjoy favor, unprecedented levels of favor in this season, in the name of Jesus. You see, favor is critical. It's critical to the outpour that we need on the earth because everything that God has prepared for us is resident in the hands of men. It is resident in the hands of someone. So would you ask that the hand of God will rest upon you in this season, positioning you for harvest, causing you to enjoy favor with people in authority, causing you to enjoy favor with the people that you need, with, with the government, for those who interact with government, you know, with agencies, with the people that you need, your bosses, your superiors, authority figures, in the name of Jesus, with your parents, with your parents. Some people need to pray for favor, that the good hand of God would rest upon you and cause you to produce results, results that have never before been experienced. We decree and declare that this is your portion in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We give you praise.
we've heard you clearly. And once again, we reaffirm our trust and our commitment to you. We recognize that without you, we are nothing. So first of all, you are what we have. You are who we have. And so we say, Lord, that you would journey with us this year. You would open our eyes to see clearly. You would open our ears to hear clearly. You would instruct our hearts in the direction to go. I pray for anyone here who's struggling, who's struggling with a season of dryness, who's struggling with things not working, who's struggling with any form of infirmity or affliction, who's struggling with any sort of generational cause or, or, or pain, any pattern, we decree and declare that an end has come to all such negatives in Jesus' name, that the atmosphere over your life has shifted and the clouds of glory have gathered in the name of Jesus, that as you put your hands to the earth, as you sow the seeds of kindness, as you make spiritual deposits, that your glory clouds begin to fill up and it starts to rain. I pray for the rain of respite upon someone's life today in the name of Jesus. You know how it is that we experience dryness and we say it's so hot and everybody's praying for rain. And then one night it just rains and the atmosphere, I pray for that rain of respite for you in Jesus' name because someone needs it. You know, and you need it in the area of your finances. So I pray that it will rain upon your finances in Jesus' name. And that the good hand of God will cause you to be divinely favored. To be divinely provided for. I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice. That your destiny helpers will locate you in this season. In the name of Jesus. As you keep your eyes centered and your gaze centered on Jesus. As you are persistently exposed to the sun that the sun will come through for you in the name of Jesus, that it will cause things to align in your favor in the name of Jesus. He will cause things to begin to walk for you where things have stopped walking, that they begin to walk. I declare that it's your year of refreshing. It is your year of restoration. Father, we thank you and we give you praise. For in Jesus' name we've prayed and agreed. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that the message has blessed your heart. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng. For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.